0: Welcome to the Kids Zone Check It Out podcast. This month, we're reviewing some of our favorite Black History Month read-alouds for children.
1: Hi, friends. My name is Amy Carr. I'm one of the storytellers here at Orem Library. Every winter, when I see the first snowflakes of the season gently floating to the ground, I have an immediate urge to cuddle up with a cup of hot cocoa and one of my favorite picture books, The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats. Nothing captures the essence of a child's wonder and curiosity with the snow more perfectly than this gentle story that follows the adventures of a little boy named Peter as he ventures out into an urban winter wonderland following an overnight snowstorm. Whether it's making different tracks with his feet in the snow, smacking a snow laden tree with the perfect stick, throwing snowballs, or trying to figure out what happened to the snowball that he snuck into the house in his coat pocket, The story evokes memories of the magic and wonder that can only be found in the curiosity and exploration of childhood. Not only has this picture book become a classic for many who have grown up with Peter and his snowy adventures, but this book has made history in other significant ways as well. Published in 1962, this was the first picture book to feature a non caricatured African-American main character in a children's picture book. Inspired by photographs of a little boy he had seen in a 1940 issue of Life magazine, Ezra Jack Keats desired to create a character representative of a large portion of society that was not being reflected in the world of children's publishing. Growing up as a Jewish boy of immigrant parents living in tenement housing in Brooklyn, New York, Keats was influenced in his later work as an author and illustrator by the diverse cultures and ethnicities he had encountered during those early years. After the publication of The Snowy Day, Keats recalls a letter he received from a classroom teacher who said, quote, The kids in my class for the first time are using brown crayons to draw themselves. These are African-American children. Before this, they drew themselves with pink crayons, but now? they can see themselves." His book was reaching children who for the first time were seeing themselves represented in the pages of a picture book. Ezra Jack Keats was also one of the first illustrators to use the medium of collage in a children's book. Decorative paper, fabric, and cloth all helped to create the vivid world Peter explores. His techniques would be imitated many times in the following years by future artists. In 1963, the Snowy Day was awarded the Caldecott Medal, an award given for excellence in picture book illustration, and its excellence has continued to be recognized by generations of readers that have made this a classic in the world of children's literature. In January 2020, the New York Public Library revealed that The Snowy Day was the most circulated book in its 125-year history and named it as one of the top books of the 20th century. But for me, it is the personal relationship I've had with this beautiful book since I was a child that means the most, a relationship that reminds me what it's like to be a child discovering the magical world of a perfect snowy day.
2: Hello readers! My name is Shauna Mundinger from Orem Public Library. Today I'll be reviewing Ranger in Time, Long Road to Freedom by Kate Messner and illustrated by Kelly McMorris. Join Ranger, the time-traveling golden retriever, with search and rescue training in his third adventure, Long Road to Freedom. When Ranger's old metal first aid kit begins to hum, he knows he is needed somewhere in the world. This time he is transported to the Bradley Plantation in Tidewater, Maryland in the 1850s where Sarah, age 12, and Jesse, her brother, age 9, are enslaved. Sarah overhears plans that Jesse will be sold to a plantation in the Deep South and they will be separated forever. Sarah knows there is one choice and that is for her and Jesse to escape to freedom on the Underground Railroad. The journey is fraught with danger as they are hunted by notorious slave catchers. But thanks to the kindness and dedication of the abolitionists, rangers' heroic deeds, and their own courage, freedom is at long last theirs. This is a suspenseful, historically accurate adventure tale. The full-page black and white illustrations rendered by Kelly McMorris capture the emotions of the characters. Kate Messner delivers a powerful story that is meticulously researched and includes such figures as William Still and Stephen Myers. It also includes actual places such as Mother Bethel AME Church, which is the oldest church property continuously owned by African Americans, and the Rokesby Farm, which is now a museum. Included in the author's note are websites to visit and a list of suggested titles to read. Give this to fans of the Magic Tree House series.
0: Hi readers. this is Rita Christensen. I'm going to review Muddy: The Story of Blues Legend Muddy Waters. It's an informational picture book biography, The blues is a musical genre that originated in the Deep South that progressed from the country blues to the urban blues. McKinley Morgan Field, also known as Muddy Waters, grew up poor on a plantation. He was raised by his grandmother after his mother died, and as a child he loved to play in muddy water. He sang songs at church and learned the blues from the locals. He moved from Mississippi in 1943 to Chicago and stuck an amp in his guitar so the crowds could hear him. When his audience could hear him, they loved what he was doing, and he got record contracts, toured, won Grammys, and is now considered the father of modern Chicago blues. He is the link from the Delta blues to folk music, jazz, country music, hard rock, and rock and roll. Muddy is written by author Michael Mahan, who has a PhD in American literature. Mayen effectively writes about Muddy's tough journey from sharecropping to becoming an American blues legend in a soulful yet playful way. Listen to how he talks about Muddy's love for the blues. Quote, What Muddy really loved was fish fry music. It was shake off the dust and wring out your worries and laugh and cry and feel alive. It was the blues and Muddy couldn't get enough of it. To have the blues was to feel bad, but to play the blues was to take that low-down, skunk-funk, deep stomach hurt and turn it into something else, Unquote. What is really incredible about this book, however, are the emotional illustrations. Evan Turk displays disappointment and triumph through his expressive use of pastels, paint, ink, and newspaper clippings of the era that appeal to both children and adults. Muddy is a celebration of American music and a great American artist. It's a great read aloud during Black History Month for grades 2 through 4. It's received several awards, including the Parents' Choice Gold Award in 2017.
3: Hello, readers. This is Mark Pullum at the Orem Public Library, and I want to tell you about a graphic novel called New Kid by Jerry Craft. As it says on the cover of this book, middle school is hard enough without being the new kid. Now, when you hear the word Newbery Award winner, I hope you think of the best of the best books in children's literature, or at least a book worth reading. In 2020, the best book that year had the title New Kid. Not only did this book win the Newbery Award, but also the Coretta Scott King and the Kirkus Prize. This in itself would be amazing, but another interesting fact with this book was that it was the first graphic novel to win a Newbery Award. Now, graphic novels are not just your regular comic books. These books uniquely combine pictures with a story, and together they weave their magic. Okay, so what made The New Kid* such a groundbreaking book? There have certainly been other graphic novels before and since, but this one, more than most other books, brought the topics of racial discrimination and stereotyping to an understandable and non-threatening level. Now, although this book is set at an exclusive private middle school, it can be relatable to anyone who has ever gone to any school. The main character in this book, Jordan Banks, loves art and would love to go to an art school. But his parents have other ideas mainly his mother, who has arranged for him to attend a private school called Riverdale Academy Day School, one of the best and most elite schools in the state. They offer five languages, AP classes, lacrosse, and a slew of other things that sound out of this world. Now, Uh, Coming from his public school in Washington Heights, he quickly sees that this school is lacking in diversity and that he's one of a very few African Americans attending Riverdale. When he first enters the school, he notices that everyone's dressed in pink, and he's quickly told that it's not pink, it's salmon. Now, every new kid just wants to fit in with their surroundings, but sometimes that can be hard, and even more so when you're in the minority. Most of the kids in this book are trying to be their best. They're kind, they're friendly, they're helpful to, to their Jordan, but there are a few exceptions. Um, but you never feel as if these kids are evil or mean-spirited. They're just uninformed and inexperienced when it comes to accepting differences. But once they try to get to know someone and their background, there is change and hope. Jerry Craft, the author, being a comic strip writer himself, sprinkles the book with just the right amount of humor and aha moments that make the reader realize that perhaps the words we say to each other might actually be taken differently than we intended them, and that the world is a much better place when we all try to get along and respect each other's cultural differences. Well, even the chapter headings bring a smile to the reader's face, as you can see subtle humor. Now, perhaps it's lost on the younger readers. This book is intended for maybe eight to twelve-year-olds, but I would suggest everyone trying their hand at reading it, even older. The older kids and the parents will appreciate the humor that the chapter headings have, like Chapter 2 says the road to Riverdale, there and back again. Chapter 3 is The Hunger Games, Stop Mocking Jay. Chapter 4 is Upper Upper West Side Story. Chapter 10 is The Stocky Horror Picture Show. Or Chapter 13, The Farce Awakens. You'll enjoy the clever way the author starts each chapter. Now, our main character, Jordan Banks, he keeps an art journal, and you'll see what he's thinking about and his new experiences through the sketches and the comics he draws at the start of most of the chapters. There are so many memorable and relatable characters in this book that I'm sure you'll soon feel like you could be friends with them also. I like the natural way the author portrays these kids. They're relatable. And even the grown-ups are learning new things and different ways of thinking and being inclusive of all. This book is now just the first in a series of books. The second one just came out, and it's called Class Out. Let me try that again. This book is now the first in a series of books. The second one just came out and is called Class Act. Now you might think the graphic novels just aren't your thing, but this one might change your mind. New Kid by Jerry Craft, a graphic novel for kids 8 to 12. Enjoy and check it out.
4: This is Molly Clough at the Orem Library, and today I'm reviewing Tristan Strong Punches a Hole in the Sky by Kwame Mbalia. So this is a middle grade novel, it will be found in the junior section upstairs at Orem Library. This book is really awesome. It's fantasy adventure, but it's also ingrained with so many details of black folklore and history. It was just a wonderfully rich reading experience for me. So the story follows our brave protagonist, Tristan Strong, and he is in seventh grade and he goes to live with his grandparents in Alabama over the summer. He's been dealing with a lot lately, though, emotionally. He was in a bus accident the past year, and his best friend, who was in that accident too, didn't survive. And ever since, he's been really suffering and has been struggling in school and in his boxing matches. And all he has left of this friend is a journal. is a project they were working on together. They were compiling favorite folk stories that they loved when they were growing up. So one night, a creature shows up and steals the journal. So Tristan pursues them into the woods and they fight for it underneath a bottle tree. And in the process, Tristan ends up punching this tree, which turned out to be a link to another world. A rift opens and he's sent plunging through. So it turns out this other world, Midpass, has been in big trouble in recent years. And Tristan created a whole lot more trouble when he opened up that magical rift, allowed a whole host of dangerous iron monsters to come through, and it turns out, his friend's journal that got stolen was a lot more valuable than he'd ever assumed, so as he goes on an adventure to save this new world he's discovered mid Midpass, he teams up with heroes from Black American folklore like John Henry, Br'er Rabbit, people with wings, and they're all set on finding Anansi the Spider to help repair the rift that Tristan created. This book was super interesting. I love how much it emphasized the importance of storytelling, the magic of being a storyteller, Uh, turns out to be an important plot element. The way so many different folktales were all intertwined into one narrative I thought was really well done, really excellent. The author's voice also um, strikes this perfect balance between really funny passages and really intense moments um and that's a really nice balance that readers seem to enjoy this book is also part of the rick riordan presents imprint so essentially rick riordan who writes the percy jackson series has his own publishing imprint where he'll highlight authors who are writing about mythology and folklore from their own cultural backgrounds so if you really love tristan strong you might also enjoy other books from that same imprint. I really love the Aru Shah series by Roshni Chakshi, which is kind of like Sailor Moon meets Legends from India. or Race to the Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse is another popular one. Goes into elements of Navajo myths. And there's also a second book in the Tristan Strong series that is out. It's called Tristan Strong Destroys the World. So that's another one that you should look for. Anyway, I hope you enjoy Tristan Strong Punches a Hole in the Sky, Swing by the Library, and we hope to see you soon.
0: Thanks for joining us. Check out our favorite titles at your local library. See you next month for more reviews.